Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning into the first episode of The Stoic Advantage. I'm your host, Ryan, and today I'll be getting into what this podcast is all about, as well as introducing myself a little bit and just taking the end of the podcast to go over Seneca's On the Shortness of Life. So this podcast is dedicated to anyone who's interested in learning more about some of the major Stoics, whether it be Marcus Aurelius, Epictetus, Seneca, uh, Musonius Rufus, and I'll be getting into things like what they said, what they wrote about, and I think most importantly, how their ideas apply to the 21st century. So I would argue that applying many of the principles related to Stoic philosophy allows one to have an advantage in life. And the reason I say this is because this is a philosophy that's all about mindset, developing a mindset where you don't have to necessarily wait to be happy and wait to be content. You could do so right now. I know if you have read any of the, um, the work of Bill Irvine, Bill Irvine talks about how the Roman Stoics particularly were big on developing tranquility and peace, inner peace. So this is a philosophy that says you could develop this tranquility and inner peace right now. It will take a lot of practice, but it's not something that, you know, you have to wait to become enlightened. You can do so right now. So that's why I think by applying a lot of these principles, it really provides you with an advantage in life. So a little bit of uh, about why I started this podcast. So I've been into Stoic philosophy for around a year and a half, I want to say. My friend introduced it to me. He introduced uh, actually the Meditations by Marcus Aurelius to me. And I think after that, he introduced the Seneca. And after reading some of uh, Marcus Aurelius and Seneca, I really grew to enjoy what they were saying. And what I ended up doing was gravitating towards a lot of secondary sources such as uh, the previously mentioned Bill Irvine, Donald Robertson, Jonas uh, Salzgeber, and uh, how they broke down a lot of these thinkers, broke down their teaching, broke down their life, made it accessible. So I uh, really got interested in learning about Stoicism, learning about the teachings for the past uh, year and a half. However, I, I want to say over the past um, couple months, I've been um, not kind of moving away from Stoicism, but I haven't been reading it as much. I haven't been reading some of these Stoic thinkers as much. I've been kind of exploring other self-development uh, books, which is which is great. I think it's important to be able to expand beyond just Stoicism, and uh, I think that's important. But at the same time, I feel that I'm a little rusty on some of the uh, Stoic principles, and I really want to revisit them. So this podcast is really uh, going to be helping me out to revisit some of these uh, Stoic teachings, Stoic figures. And actually this week, I went back and started reading A Guide to the Good Life again by uh, Bill Irvine. And uh, it was really refreshing to be able to go over some of these Stoic practices, such as negative visualization, going over some of the lives of the Greek and Roman Stoics. So I'm really excited to be able to kind of uh, refresh myself on Stoic philosophy, as well as being able to break down some of the concepts. Um, a little bit about myself, I am a teacher and I've taught really from uh, kindergarten to college, university level courses. So I've been all over the map, but I really think that um, this is something that I don't necessarily do per se in my class yet, but a goal I have for the future. And uh, really for right now, I guess, especially during this time where I'm teaching um, I'm doing some distance learning, meaning um, I'm not in class because of what's happening with the coronavirus. I'm doing it online. 
um, I really want to be able to foster some of these story principles in my classroom to help my students. So um, what I'm going to do, that's enough about myself. I want to end today's first episode by getting into Seneca's On the Shortness of Life. Now, this is a text that I ordered off of Amazon. It's published by Penguin Books, and it's a very, very small text. And if you're interested in Seneca and learning more about Seneca, I highly recommend, again, the book A Good to a Guide to the Good Life by Bill Irvine. Uh, he has a chapter dedicated to the four major Roman Stoics, one of them being Seneca. And uh, in the book, he talks about how Seneca was known as basically kind of like a wealthy banker. He was not a slave like Epictetus. He was someone who had wealth. Uh, but what ended up happening was he ended up uh, becoming uh, banished by the uh, one of the emperors. I believe it was Claudius. And um, basically what happened was he was banished for eight years, took time to, uh, to study some of uh, Stoic uh, principles. And then um, he ended up uh, coming back and I believe it was the Emperor Nero, uh, basically, when he came back, he got uh, jealous of kind of the, the influence that Seneca had over Rome and basically sentenced Seneca to death. And the interesting story about Seneca's death is that when he was sentenced to death, um, his veins were cut, but his veins ended up bleeding out very slowly. So it was a very slow and painful death. And he actually ordered poison to accompany him so it could uh, go by even even quicker. But he drank the poison. The poison wasn't working. And Seneca's family was around him weeping about how he was crying. He was telling them, didn't you learn anything about what it was uh, teaching and about uh, what we learned from Stoic philosophy? We shouldn't be mourning uh, this way necessarily, but uh, thinking about all the good things that came out of uh, his life. So anyways, uh, very interesting uh death story about Seneca but if you're interested in um, Seneca I think a, a great place to start is on the shortness of life and I'm going to start just on page one here I'm going to read a quote uh, this is at the beginning of his essay he says quote it is not that we have a short time to live but that we waste a lot of it life is long enough and a sufficiently generous amount has been given to us for the highest achievements if it were all well invested. Um, he goes on page two to say, so it is, we are not given a short life, but we make it short, and we are not ill-supplied, but wasteful of it. So I really like uh, this idea that Seneca is talking about, and I think it's really applicable to today. So right now we're faced with uh, being indoors and a lot of us are taking this time to just kick back and relax all day especially if we've been you know laid off unfortunately from a job but what Seneca is saying is that you know the most precious thing we have are not necessarily resources but our time and that while it's important to rest uh, he also goes on if you're interested I think it's about page nine in this penguin edition he talks about busyness and how a lot of us are busy all the time and that the, you know prevents us from living so we don't necessarily have to you know busy ourselves all the time we still need to make room for rest but he says we shouldn't just be aimlessly wasting our time and thinking of this as just like absent absent time a blip we should really 
take advantage of time because time is really all we have. So what he's saying is that, you know, living a long life doesn't necessarily mean we live until we're 80, 90, 100 years old. It means making the most of the amount of time we have on Earth. So, you know, we it's a weird thing to think, but if someone were to pass away, unfortunately, you know, at the age of 20, 30, 40, we consider that a short life. If they lived it to the fullest, I would consider that to be, I mean, Seneca at least would consider that to be an accomplishment. We saw that with uh, the death of Kobe Bryant after uh, this happened in January, the end of January. I know this because it was the day before my birthday and everyone was really sad. But one thing that they were embracing was that Kobe lived his life to the fullest. So I think that's something that Seneca is trying to say. Something else that's really interesting that Seneca talks about is retirement. So I'm just going to get the quote up. This is on page five of the Penguin edition. Um, and he says, quote, when I am 50, I shall retire into leisure. This is him quoting what other people say. When I am 60, I shall give up public duties. And what guarantee do you have of a longer life? Who will allow your course to proceed as you arrange it? And then he goes on to say, how late is it to begin really to live just when life must end? How stupid to forget our mortality and put off sensible plans to our 50th and 60th years, 60th years aiming to begin life from a point at which few have arrived. Um, there's a really great book I recommend called The Happiness Equation. And in that book, um, the author talks about the concept of retirement and how it's a fairly new concept, actually, that was created by the Germans. And how, really, if we're only living to retire, uh, that's not a healthy way to live our life. And that's something that Seneca is alluding to right there in his essay. He's saying that if we are saying, okay, we have to do things that necessarily we don't like, such as a job that we absolutely hate, and we're just going through the motions in order to eventually retire when we turn 50 or 60, that's not a healthy way to live. And so I think that's a great thing that we could think about now, especially while we're in isolation. I know Ryan Holiday... Uh, who's a great um, writer who talks about Stoicism. He wrote an article not too long ago on his blog, which is The Daily Stoic, where he talks about this time in isolation could really help us reflect on what we're doing, such as our jobs, such as different commitments in life, and whether those things are worth it or not. So I think that's what Seneca is saying here. He's saying that we should really evaluate some of the things that we are, uh, that are occupying our time and really consider, does this bring joy to our life? And if not, discard it and think about what does because we shouldn't just be living blindly and waiting for a retirement to quote-unquote be free we should be able to try to be free right now so those are just a couple quotes to think about when it comes to Seneca I think they're great quotes that um, really are helpful during this time and I find myself going back to Seneca quite a bit uh, I think it's also really important because one of the Stoic uh, principles is uh, called memento mori, which is to remember that you are mortal, right, and to remember your death. And so as uh, people who are practicing Stoics, we should be reflecting on our death because by reflecting on our death and reflecting that we're not always going to be alive, we really take advantage of the time we have now. So again, you know, think about what you're doing now, if you find you're not really accomplishing much because you're at home, think about small things you could accomplish, such as, you know, doing the dishes. I know Stephen Pressfield and The War of Art, which is another great book, not necessarily about stoicism, but he talks about something that helped him break through 
out of um, a creative mind block was to go and do the dishes. And when he did that, he realized, oh, I accomplished a task. And that allowed him to go on to uh, write some of his books. You know, it was a domino effect. Um, so, you know, think about small things you could do, whether it be, you know, push-ups, 25 push-ups a day, or think about, um, you know, going outside for a walk or reading 25 pages a day. You know, these could be small little accomplishments that could go a long way and could help us feel like we're not just wasting our time. So uh, before I uh, close this uh, podcast, I just want to plug another channel that I'm involved in. If you're interested in philosophy, uh, particularly self-development in general, uh, please visit Philosophy in Motion. This is another podcast uh, slash channel I have with another friend of mine. And uh, our channel is all about looking at self-development in general, philosophy in general, and how it can apply to your everyday life. So it's not necessarily focused just on stoicism, but we do have some episodes where we've interviewed some writers that have written about stoic philosophy, such as uh, Donald Robertson, Jonas Salzgaber, um, Simon Drew, who has a great uh, podcast, the Practical Stoic Podcast. So for sure, if you're interested in stoicism and self-development, check out Philosophy in Motion. So thanks everyone for tuning in to the very first episode of The Stoic Advantage. I know I had a lot of fun and I'm hoping to do this uh, often. So please do follow the podcast, download the podcast so you have it with you. And until next time, take care and please know that even though we are faced with a difficult situation now, this too shall pass.